Hello and welcome to the Daily Reprieve Podcast, where the sexaholic or sex addict can find experience, strength, and hope from those that have traveled this road ahead of us. This episode is produced in the spirit of the 12th step to carry the message to other sexaholics. Every effort has been made to remove full names of the speakers in these recordings. This is done in order to follow the 11th tradition regarding anonymity at the level of press, radio, television, and film. This podcast is self-supporting through contributions. If you enjoy listening to this podcast and would like to support The Daily Reprieve, please do so by going to GoFundMe.com, search for The Daily Reprieve, and click on Donate Now. Without further ado, please enjoy today's Daily Reprieve. Thank you. Hey, Gene. Hey, Aunt Harvey. All right. We're going to get started, all right? It's uh, 8.01. I'm already a minute late. I'm Harvey. I'm a grateful recovering sexaholic in Toronto, a good person worthy of recovery. Very, very excited to be part of this SIM program this afternoon, this evening, this morning, whatever time it is for you. I am very excited to be able to to uh, host uh, Gene and Bruno, who, who are going to speak about my favorite topic. And the topic that keeps me sober, and that's the 12th step, living these principles in every facet of my life. And uh, I don't want to be the speaker today, so I'm not going to do any of this talking. I just want to uh, open this uh, hour session. Uh, why don't we start with the serenity prayer? And then uh, I don't know which one of you guys wants to go first. I hope you flipped the coin. Um, but uh, let's start with the serenity prayer. Moment of silence first, please. Let's take that moment now. Prayer. God, grant me the serenity. Accept the things I cannot change. The courage to change the things I can. And the wisdom to know the difference. Thy will, not mine, be done. So I'm very excited to uh, plan this first hour that I'm going to be running this uh, for the next four. But the first hour we're having Bruno and Jean talk about Step 12, and the gifts of service. And it looks like Gene wants to be first, because <laughs> he's here. <laughs> so I'm, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to pass it to you, Gene. <laughs> I'm here. Bruno's not here yet, is he? No, he's here. He's here, too. Okay. We, we did talk about it earlier this week and just decided I'd go first and he could be next. That's fine. Okay. Great. Yeah, I'm Gene, a recovering sexaholic. I had to be sober today, and uh, it's only by the grace of God and the fellowship of SA I hadn't found it necessary to act out with myself or with anybody other than my spouse. And I've been working on a progressive victory over lust since uh, December 30 of 08. That's nine years, 10 months, and 30 days, one day at a time. God, thank God for that. Um, service and uh, step 12, and that. Uh, the whole topic today that's uh uh like harvey said is his favorite thing it, I, I know it's what keeps me sober the best thing that does keep me sober uh, i just got through uh with my home group and just finished our our meeting and uh 
one of the things we were reading about in there was in the back of the step into action, the appendix A, talking about, you know, the, the benefits of uh, meetings and, uh, and about the 12 step. Uh, it's just about how, you know, it helps me stay sober uh, for sponsees to call me. Uh, uh, you know, we had a new guy in the meeting today and, and I wanted to tell him, and, and I like to tell all newcomers, you know, you're doing the 12th step when you walk in the door, whether you know it or not. You're you're helping convey the message, and, and you're helping some of us old-timers. Or I'm not an old-timer yet, but I guess I'm old, and, and I'm, I'm 71 years old. But I'm, that just means that, you know, you give us uh, a new spark, a, a memory to remember those things that we, it was like for us when we came in and I, I need that. I, I regularly need somebody to help me with that. Anyway, uh, I want to talk a little bit about service today. Uh, my experience with that. Um, when I first came in the, uh, SA doors, it, it was very painful. And, uh, I, was asked to do some things early on that I didn't want to do. Uh, I had committed with my wife to make 90 meetings in 90 days and, and was carrying that out. Uh, but uh, I, I was asked to go to a convention uh, early in uh, my, my days in, in the meetings. And I said, oh, no, no, I can't, I can't do that. And, and about a, a month later, the same guy came to me and said, well, look, you know, we can work up some scholarship for, for that if, if you need it. Of course, I needed it. But uh, uh, I said, no, I, I can't make it. But then about uh, two months later, he asked me again. He was near May, some of that time. And I said, he said, uh, how about that scholarship? Would you like to go? And I said, well, oh, okay. I think that sounds good. Let's work on it. And he, you know, he, a week or so later, he asked me, he said, uh, how much do you think you're going to need? And I said, I don't know. Let's sit down and figure it out. We, we did figure it out, but, but by the end of June, middle part of June, I, I saved up enough money I could go. I got a roommate and went. You know, that doesn't seem like service, but uh, it certainly is uh, a part of service for me. Uh, the whole uh, idea of the effort and and the, the time and, and finances it takes to get together for us to get together a couple of times a year has long been known to be uh, a great benefit to us. And uh, uh, tr trying to to do uh, a uh, convention is very difficult. It, it gives us a lot of sobriety uh, opportunities to share with each other and to do some work. Uh, when I was... Uh, early sobriety here in Dallas area. Uh, there was three SA meetings in this area. I was making all three of those, but it, it just wasn't enough for me. Uh, I had about six months sobriety and me and one of my friends that lived close to me, who we were coming to the meetings. We decided to start a new meeting close to our house. And today that's my home group and it's uh, still active to today. And then about a year later, he and I decided, uh, decided to start another meeting because uh, four meetings a week wasn't enough for me. I, I wanted at least, I, I wanted a meeting every day if I could. But I wasn't aware of phone meetings at that time. And 
uh, they, they, they wouldn't have been the same as the face-to-face. I, I still do phone meetings today, but um, that, that was a part of service where I, I realized now I was doing it selfishly. Uh, starting a meeting like that was a selfish thing to do because I, I needed it. I wanted it. And uh, I wasn't necessarily thinking of other people, but uh, Jim and I both knew, knew we needed other more meetings. And, and uh, you know, a couple of years after that, people started talking about, well, uh, we need an inner group. And uh, I said, no, I don't, I don't, don't talk to me about that. And, uh, and several other meetings had gotten started. So we, we had uh, enough to at least talk about or think about an inner group. I started going to our retreats. We have uh, two retreats in this region every year. And I started uh, becoming a part of those. And that's kind of the first part place I, I found some service. Um, it, it was uh, not much, but at least I was there. I could be able to help out a little bit with something. Um, they asked me, they, they started asking me, you know, y'all, no, Dave T and and, uh, and Sylvia Johnson. They they started talking to me about maybe becoming a delegate or trustee. Uh, I was coming up on four years sobriety, and I, was, I didn't know what that was. But I, I had been in another twelve step sh- uh, fellowship long enough to I, I figured about what it was, um, but I still didn't know it. Uh, but they asked me, when I finally got five years sobriety, they asked me to go ahead and apply to be a trustee. I started reading about it, studying about it. Um, I still didn't know that much about it, but I did have the bare minimum sobriety to do that. Uh, they, I, I got accepted as a trustee. I, I didn't uh, think I would, uh, but that's... And one of the questions I was asked during the interview process was, well, what do you think about other people how they feel you know they've got a lot more sobriety than you and and yet uh, you know here you are uh, asking to be a trustee and i said well I, i'm sorry i can't answer for other people i don't know uh, but uh, if i if i'm elected to do that i'll do the best i can i, I thoroughly enjoyed my four years as, as a trustee we, we got a lot of work done there was a good group of us that uh, worked hard uh, we, we stayed at it every month and twice a year for our meetings and, and the conventions. And, uh, you know, uh, rewriting the service manual wasn't fun. <laughs> that was our first job, uh, task of uh, looking over and editing and, and helping the uh, service structure committee uh, rewrite that uh, service manual. But, you know, it, it gave me a lot of understanding of SA uh, and every spelling of every word, every meaning of every phrase, every organization of every page, got uh, to where that was a, a very important document for me. And uh, it gave me uh, experience with other people with a lot more sobriety that I could not have had any other way. And, and I think that's, Kind of one of the biggest benefits for me that I say today in doing service work is that I got to uh, be in the uh, company of 
people with a lot more sobriety on a regular basis. Uh, and that for me has been a, a great benefit. Uh, you, you know, they, they say the, the best way to have a, a lasting sobriety is intensive work with another sexaholic. And that's true in service as well as uh, working with somebody working the steps. Um, I could talk some more about step 12 and uh, the meaning of the words and the phrases, the parts of the, the step. I'm just inclined not to do a, as much about that today. Bruno might want to be talking about that some, but uh, that, 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 that is a very important uh, part of my meditation regularly. Uh, what does that step mean? How does it, what does it mean to me to be trying to carry the message? And uh, anyway, I, I refer it to someone else that's a lot smarter than me to deal with those uh, the actual 12 step. Uh, I have meditated on all the steps uh, quite a bit. They, they are for me a powerful part of my uh, meditation life. Uh, what the steps say, what they mean, how can I apply these principles of this of these steps uh, in my life every day? That's that's uh, that's that's my uh, soul of my of my uh, recovery program. Uh, and what, what does God want me to do with those? How, how can I apply those to my life today? How can I share them with someone else? Uh, service. I, I just want to talk about the benefits to service a little more. I, I didn't bring a copy with me of the spirituality of services. It's kind of one of my favorite documents today. But uh, for me, the, the uh, service has given me the opportunity to be with, with uh, people I never would have been able to be with otherwise. Uh, in the Dallas area, um, I, I saw a need early uh, to have us a website. And um, I didn't know how to build a website. I had to get together with some people who knew more than I did. But but I somebody had to do the work, and I wound up doing the work of building our first website. It, it wasn't very pretty. It was very basic, and uh, it didn't cost anything. So, you know, it's not going to be pretty if it doesn't cost anything. But it worked. And it got people to meetings. Uh, it gave people information. It gave them the links to the SA.org uh, website. We got link to the SA website. And so the connections and the, um, the, just the process of doing that was helpful. Um, I eventually did organize and start a, uh, an intergroup in the Dallas area. We're still working on it today. And uh, we, the, the group of us that rather regularly work together and the different people who worked on it and worked together in the last uh, four or five years is just, uh, we bonded uh, and we know each other very well. We, we've done a lot of things. We, we started preparing for a convention. Uh, we, we started, wasn't my idea. Again, there's another piece of service work that somebody wanted me to do or wanted us to be doing. And, uh, I, I didn't want to do it, but I did it anyway. Uh, but we're learning a lot, and eventually we probably will have a, a 
an international convention here in Dallas. Uh, that's that's in the works. Um, we backed out of it this time because we just could not get enough SNN support uh, for a convention here. Anyway, uh, I, I, I think my time's about up. I don't know, uh, Harvey. What, how's the time going? Well, we're at eight sixteen right now, so we're halfway through the first half hour. Maybe Bruno wants to take over for the next fifteen or twenty and leave some time for people to ask questions. Or about what we talked about doing. Let, let's okay. see what Bruno's got got going. All right, and I present Bruno. <laughs> Just on my mic, and uh, thank you so much, Harvey. Appreciate that. Gene, appreciate uh, hearing your share about service, and I know you have many years of uh, involvement with SA and, uh, and particularly in the area of service. So I uh, really appreciate working with you on the SIM, the SIM event over the past number of months. Um, I'm Bruno. I'm a sexaholic. Uh, sober 2,371 days today, thank God. Um, I am in the, uh, Milwaukee, Wisconsin area. Um, I apologize for the fact that I'm in my car, that the lighting is not the best. I'm in, uh, for a living, I, I'm involved with television production, so I know how important lighting is. Um, but, uh, this has been a kind of a crazy day. I've, um, am on the... Um, publicity committee for SIM and have been uh, working on my computer most of the day today, uh, helping people connect to the SIM event. And it just happened to be a day that uh, we had some work starting on our house. And so we had a bunch of banging and um, noise going on, uh, which was fine. I thought that was kind of amusing. Uh, until later in the afternoon when my internet got cut off. And I run downstairs and I said, what's going on? And I found out the guy cut the cable um, <clears throat> line by mistake. So then I had to really scramble uh, to figure out how to, <laughs> how to continue to do my work to try to get people connected to SIM and then also planning for this, this session. So I'm a little frazzled. Uh, I had to drive uh, down the block from my house where we can get better internet service on my cell phone. Uh, and I'm sitting in a parking lot of a church and hoping they're not going to kick me out. Um, so that's, that's me right now. Um, talking about step 12, having had a spiritual awakening as a result of these steps, we tried to carry this message to alcoholics or sexaholics and to practice these principles in all our affairs. <clears throat> step 12 for me begins at uh, step one. It's a, uh, it's a, it's a, a step and an action set of actions that is doesn't occur in a vacuum. It's uh, it's 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 a progression of what's been going on uh, in the first eleven steps. And <clears throat> I like what Gene had to say about uh, the fact that you know we show up for a meeting, whether we're a newcomer or we've been in the program for many many years. Uh, that's practicing uh, step 12 uh, because we're being of service. We're showing up and, um, and, and that helps other people. Um, so, uh, you know, for, for me being in the depths of the addiction, being in the hell that is uh, the active addiction um, and 
you know, going through the steps, uh, getting sober and one, two, and three, um, and then getting into uh, identifying the character defects um, and surrendering those as well, the fear as well, uh, working on the amends and, and uh, eight and nine, and, and then just keep practicing uh, basically those first 10 steps on a daily basis, um, connecting with God in step 11 and then getting to, to step 12. Um, so it's all, it's all connected. Um, and for me, um, uh, you know, uh, step, uh, probably the first, um, you know, area of, of service kind of step well, step, uh, 12 service for me was, uh, attending meetings, of course, um, setting up tables and, and chairs at the meetings. Um, uh, doing literature. I did literature at our meeting at our home group for a while. I did uh, treasurer position. Um, and I kind of, uh, for a number of years, uh, just stayed with my home group and did the service there at that level and really wasn't, I'd heard, you know, some of the activities that were going on at the intergroup level and, and even at the regional and, and international levels. Uh, but it really wasn't something that interested me. It, it didn't kind of grab my, imagination and um uh but uh mitch is uh, who's in our uh home group is many many years of uh sobriety um and lots of service work uh you know just kind of started putting out there the need for some um uh, regional uh, rep that they that there was an open position for that and uh also a, a gsr uh, a rep to the inner group and uh, I said, well, you know, I can maybe do that GSR work, but uh, just let me do it through the telephone. I'll just, you know, set up set up a speaker phone for me. I don't want to drive across town to get to those meetings, but I will just kind of listen in and, and just know what the updates are. And I can just share that with the home group. So I did that for a while. It was a little spotty, you know, not the best reception and all that. Um, and uh, but that it was helpful to, to kind of learn about what was going on in um, you know, the intergroup with meetings around town, which I hadn't been uh, attending, that, that I didn't attend. Um, and, uh, you know, it just kind of grew on me. It kind of pulled me in. Um, and one of the things, and, and Jean mentioned this as well, that um, has really, you know, attracted me to service has been the fact that, you know, getting involved with, um, work, service work at the group, intergroup and regional and inter even international level uh, allows me to rub shoulders with um, members of the fellowship that have a tremendous amount of recovery, uh, tremendous amount of sobriety. And one of the, uh, one of our uh, unofficial slogans is stick with the winners. Um, and what that means for me is, you know, hanging out with, working with, doing service with, talking with people that have uh, a good, good program of recovery, good sobriety, take the, take recovery and the steps very seriously. Um, because just working with them, whether it's just doing, uh, some more mundane things like developing bylaws or writing minutes and, and kind of organizational things like that. It allows me to rub shoulders with them and, and kind of work, work with them, um, to see how they do things. How do they deal with 
communication problems? How do they deal with personality, you know, conflicts? How do, how do they, uh, deal with, um, you know, headbutting? You know, I, I recognize right away that I, uh, bring my character defects with me into the service work. Um, if you read step, um, 12 and the 12 and 12, the AA 12 and 12, um, it talks about quite lofty ideals about step uh, 12. We're kind of selfless. We are uh, completely focused on helping the, uh, the other person. We do it out of a spirit of love. And I think that's great. And that's certainly an ideal. Um, but it's not uh, something I experience uh, too frequently. You know, it's, it's more kind of my own ego and and pride that's there um uh, my own um codependency my own wanting to you know to impress other people um and be successful and and get uh slaps in the back for you know that attaboy uh, type of uh, feedback and affirmation and validation uh and and i you know that obviously i bring that to all areas of my life um and i know you know that that those are character defects and uh, that I need to, um, you know, keep in check by surrendering those to God. But those come out in my service work as well. And, and the, and the neat thing about that is that I'm relation, I'm in relation and work closely with other recovering addicts who are working on their own character defects. And then we can help each other with when those, um, you know, conflicts come up. Um, uh, so it's kind of like, uh, in, uh, I know this is in our literature somewhere where we kind of practice healthy relationships with our recovering brothers and sisters in our meetings. Um, and when I'm doing service work, when I'm doing committee work, working on projects, um, it's, it brings, it makes it very practical. You know, it's, it's the kind of, um, everyday type of activities. It's not, uh, it's not the, not a meeting per se, uh, but just being able to, um, uh, on a practical level, deal with people, um, in, in other recovering addicts. Um, I just find that to be, uh, a great training ground, um, uh, for carrying those skills, you know, out to my, um, life outside of recovery, uh, circles. Um, there's a lot of uh, a lot of laughter along the way, uh, a lot of good humor, um, uh, and that I love that. You know, I, I love to bring that into um, the service work that I do. I, I tend to be a a wise apple, uh, a wise guy type thing. Um, I know Harvey's got a, a bit of that himself, uh, and I it's just it's just a blast. Uh, <laughs> um, and, uh, it, it makes it so much fun. And, um, so, you know, that service work is, is, uh, is fun as well. I, I want to just get a little practical as well. Uh, just kind of some of the things I'm, I've learned about, um, a lot of, you know, the service work that we're doing, we're working on recruiting and, and encouraging other fellow members to kind of step forward and, um, you know, attend conferences, conventions, uh, open meetings, um, lead them, participate in them, help organize them, bring food and beverages for 
um, marathons, uh, workshops, etc. And um, and a lot of times the approach is just kind of the mention it in the meeting as a general announcement. You know, if anybody's interested in in chairing the upcoming open meeting, you know, please uh, step forward, talk to the intergroup chair type thing. And I find that uh, you know, a lot, it, very rarely does somebody step forward and just with that kind of general announcement at meetings, um, sign up for those types of uh, positions. But I do find with those announcements and followed up with specific asks, like going up to people who I think might be good at that position and just asking them directly um, if they would consider it. Um, I found a lot of success with that. So if, if you're in the position of, you know, trying to um, encourage and recruit other members to, um, uh, to, to step forward and, and do some service work, you know, feel f- I, I encourage you to, to be direct with people and pick out people to ask specifically. I found that to be the case also with attending uh, conventions. Um, you know, uh, kind of, uh, I like to mention and, and, uh, uh, um, promote, um, international conventions that are coming up. And, um, you know, I, 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 so many times I talk about it week after week after week. And then, uh, you know, there's not additional people signing up. And then I go up to specific people and I say, Hey, would you consider going to the St. Louis convention coming up? And they're like, um, yeah, that'd be fun. I'll, I'll do that. I'm like, what? I've been, <laughs> I've been announcing this for the last two months. So, you know, what, why all of a sudden, but it's that kind of personal connection. It's all about relationships, uh, where people feel, um, you know, that, uh, uh, that, that personal connection. So I, I just encourage you to, to follow that strategy. Um, it's, it is based, you know, I talked about, um, my addiction and what hell that was. Um, and step 12 is based on the spiritual awakening, the miracle that I am, uh, that God has given me, um, you know, to be sober one day at a time and not only sober, because that's really the starting point for life. Um, but being able to live, um, according to the will and the purpose that I was created for. Uh, and that's more powerful than anything. You never know who you're going to, um, who you're going to reach with your service work. Um, most of us don't know each other when we're in recovery and, and, uh, we talk a lot about the still suffering addict and a lot of, to a lot of us that, that still suffering addict is, is an anonymous person out there. Um, with my service work, uh, particularly with this sim event, you know, I'm, I'm, uh, reaching out and, and helping people around the world. That helps me feel good. I, I feel great, great about that. But there's people that I don't, I don't know most all of them. Um, but I had a really, um, uh, powerful experience, uh, a month ago when I was, uh, speaking with my son, who's a member of SA and he just had recently, um, come back to SA and we were talking on the phone and I said, Hey, you know, there's the sim event coming up and, and, uh, you should, you know, think about, uh, attending that if you'd like, and I'm helping to organize it. And he said, yeah, I know about it. And he said, um, I got your email about it. And I hadn't sent him an email about SIM. Um, but what I did was I had sent out, uh, many hundreds of emails around the world 
And one of those emails uh, got to a member in my son's uh, uh, area. And this SA member who didn't know our relationship, my son's and, and my relationship, said to my son, hey, I, you know, there's this event coming up. I want to send, give me your email. I want to send you uh, this email that I received. And, and he passes it on to my son. My son looks at it, looks at the name at the bottom of the email, and there's my name. And he said to his friend, he said, yeah, I know. Uh, that's, that's my dad. And, um, you know, so when we, when we reach out like that and we do service, um, yeah, we're helping that anonymous, you know, still suffering addict out there. Uh, but gosh darn it, you know, uh, we could very well be helping, uh, somebody that's, uh, very near and dear to us, uh, even in all, in all our own uh, family member. Um, and also, uh, successive generations, uh, uh, you know, as we, um, strengthen our own recovery and our own journey. We're not just helping our spouses, our immediate children, immediate family and friends. Uh, we're, uh, we're having an impact on, on our future generations, our kids, our kids, kids, um, and so on down the line. I, I, I strongly believe in that, that, uh, you know, intergenerational, um, echoes that, uh, have real results as a, as a result of our decisions that we're making that I'm making today. And I want to keep making uh, the right decision today according to God's will and with the help of the program and this fellowship. Um, that's um, what I'd like to share, and I'll just pass it along at, at this point. Thank you so much for this time and opportunity. Thank you. Thank you, Bruno. Thank you, Gene. Um, while listening to both of you, I, uh, I reminded myself of a paragraph in the 12 and 12. I think you quoted, you mentioned it. Uh, the 12 and 12, and on page 111, uh, it speaks about the, the hardest part for me in step 12. Oh, by the way, I'm sorry, I'm Harvey. I'm a grateful recovering sexaholic in Toronto, a good person worthy of recovery, sober since January 7th of 2014. Almost 1,800 days, 1,788 days to be exact. But 1,800, of course, is a special, 18 is a special number for Jewish people. So that's why I'm looking forward to 1,800. Uh, and I'm looking forward to five years coming up at the uh, Madrid Convention. Um, anyway, yeah. So the bottom of page 111, it speaks about the uh, the third part of step 12, which everybody reads so quickly. And we, we kind of figure we know what that is. But, you know, it, it's talking about practicing these principles. Uh, but it doesn't say what the principles are. Uh, it just practices these principles, and uh, I, I, uh, I, I, you know, I wondered. I, I thought about it for a little while because it seems to me it's important to know what principles you're supposed to be practicing if you want to practice them. Um, and the bottom of one eleven says, "Now comes the biggest question yet: What about the practice of these principles in all our affairs? Can we love the whole pattern of living as eagerly as we do the small segment of it we discover when we try to help other sexaholics achieve sobriety?" Can we bring the same spirit of love and tolerance into our sometimes deranged family lives that we bring into our SA group? Can we have the same kind of confidence and faith in these people who have been infected and sometimes crippled by our own illness that we have in our sponsors? Can we actually carry the SA spirit into our daily work? Can we meet our newly recognized responsibilities to the world at large? And can we bring new purpose and devotion to the religion of our choice? Can we find a new joy of living and trying to do something about all these things? And I, I think that's the paragraph that, that really reminds me daily that uh, 
the 12 step is uh, not only working with sponsees, which I do quite a bit, and not only uh, uh, doing service work by moderating phone meetings, which I do three times a week, um, but and my thankfully my involvement with with the SIM program today. Um, but it's and I think uh, you touched on this as well. I need to do you know I need to live my life on a on a 24 hour minute by minute basis hopefully uh, living with the code of love and tolerance and uh, hopefully uh, connecting to my higher power and living in the fourth dimension that Bill W. speaks about twice in the big book. Uh, that's where I need to live. That's where I want to live. That's the principles. I think that the 12 step um, uh, is so, uh, is so uh, trying to teach us and remind us about all the time. Um, and I think that, uh, uh, clearly the two of you are both uh, fine and shining examples of that without becoming bleeding deacons, which, uh, you know, they speak about a lot. <laughs> you know, you're laughing. <laughs> I'm a bleeding deacon. I'm a bleeding deacon. <laughs> there he goes. <laughs> you turned your volume up. <laughs> Bruno is a bleeding deacon. <laughs> if anybody doesn't know who to ble- what a bleeding deacon is, go to your next meeting and wait for somebody to tell you how to live. <laughs> right? Uh, bleeding deacons, uh, uh, I, I think, are the are the danger of, of what happens in the twelve step. That people get uh, they lose the seven step, and they forget about the concept of humility, and they leave and they and they but they do all the rest really well. You know, if we lose the concept of humility, then we become what we call bleeding deacons, where we think we know uh, something. Uh, and uh, after almost five years in the program, the one thing I do know is I know nothing. Uh, and if I ever change my mind, I hope everybody here reminds me. <laughs> All right. But I'd like to open this up. Um, anybody can unmute as they wish uh, and uh, ask questions of Jean and of uh, Bruno. What's your name again? Uh, Bruno. And, uh, uh, and, and uh, let's, uh, let's spend the next 20 uh, odd minutes or so uh, talking about uh, service, uh, asking questions, um, whatever, whatever. I'm sure Gene will take questions. I'm sure Bruno might take questions. Um, so who's got a question? Who wants to make a comment? Steve, uh, Sexholic in San Diego. Hi. Hi Steve. Sober since January 07. You know, you were talking about the, Ari, about the principles and there's something that's been around AA for years and I can, and I've known it for 30 some odd years, but I don't know where it comes from, but there's 12 principles that they talk about. In addition, they say these are the principles. They're talking about the steps above. And there's a thing that goes around step one, the principles, honesty. Step two, it's hope. Step three, it's faith. Step four is courage. Step five is integrity. Step six is willingness. Seven is humility. Eight is brotherly love. Nine is justice. Ten is perseverance. Eleven is spirituality. And twelve is service. You know, that's not any of our literature, but it's just been around for years. You know, those are the principles of the program. And me not only that but the steps above and then themselves are principles of the program you know talking about service work you know kind of voluntolding people i've voluntold my sponsors and sponsees a number of times that they need to get into service work and and then if you're if you're if you persevere there's a man who i'm looking at on this web right now who persevered me for two to three years to get me into service at the international level let alone at the intergroup level in which i got to be a delegate and uh but uh, so perseverance does pay off if you keep after people. And there's people that I've gotten into service in our local area by 
what you're, uh, what, uh, just going up and asking people, would you really like to do this? And if they look like it, I kind of get after them for a while. And I've had a number of people jump into that. So you're, I, I found if you just make announcement at meetings, who wants to people just, nobody does. But if you take them one-on-one and, and buff them up a bit, you know, your, your program looks solid. You're sponsoring a lot of people. You're doing service work at the group level. Maybe you need to think about the inner group and what you can do at inner group. And then once I get them to inner group, have you thought about, you know, working in the region? So it's that kind of a thing that seems to work for us out here, at least for me. And I know in my case, the man that pursued me, you know, perseverance paid off. Then he taught me that knows a complete sentence <laughs> after he kept pursuing me on some other stuff. But uh, anyway, that's my share. Thanks. Thanks, Steve. Who's next? Now, this is Gene Harvey. I, I want to say a little bit more. Oh, go. Yes, please. Yeah, I, I, I can't uh, go without saying, you know, this trip I just got through, I, I'm just surprised by my higher power, what services lead me to. Uh, it, it led Connie and I to this trip to Europe this just last month where we got to go uh, be with, you know, five different countries and, and SA people uh, all in there with the, the workshops and that was just a powerful experience for our lives. We'll never forget all that. And certainly uh, the joy we have of doing service, it, 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 it brings in, in contact with people like Steve and Harvey here and just crazy animals like we are and we have fun. And, and uh, we, we had a ball on this trip through Europe that just meeting new people. Cause I, I didn't have a friend when I came to this program. Uh, now I've got a lot of friends and uh, Steve and I've had flying stories. You know, we tell war stories together. Other people, we find things in common. Anyway, I love sobriety. I love being of service. Thank you, Harvey. That's all I'm saying. Thanks, Gene. Who else would like to share? Hey, Gene, this is, uh, this is Jacob. Um, I, uh, I, I was in Dallas for uh, for high school a little while ago. Uh, this was uh, maybe five years ago, four or five years ago. Uh, this is 11th grade for me. Uh, so I, I think I wish uh, I could have used some used a group like you. Uh, I wasn't a program then, but uh, I really could have used it. Um, I, I do uh, do a phone meeting a week, and then I just took on another commitment for another one and then I fill in for the other times. So for me, it's, it's, you know, picking up the phone is service. Um, you know, I try to give up my number and the more I give up my number, sometimes I just feel stupid for giving it out. But I, I just say it, I say out my number and then people texting me from here and calling me from there. Cause I say it on these phone meetings that have so many different people on them. Um, which also is a blessing. Uh, and you spoke about the phone or, uh, you mentioned it, um, which is a, a real blessing for me because I have ADHD and I'm running around and it's like, you know, from here to there to there to there. So like, I, I can't find myself a home group, uh, or even if I could, I just n- not going to be there long enough. So for now, uh, we'll work on that defect, but, uh, uh, the phone meeting is my home group. Um, but, uh, um, yeah, services services is, is so key. You know, the steps obviously are are um, are, are the biggest thing. But uh, step twelve is kind of like a wrap up, and it's 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 given those things over. And uh, I haven't sponsored anyone yet. I'm 
looking forward to it uh, with God's help sometime soon. But uh, yeah, it's so key. And uh, yeah, I just appreciate you guys sharing. Thank you, Harvey. Uh, All right. Recovery. Jacob, um, who else would like to share? This is Tom. How are you all? Hey, Tom. Hey, Tom. Um, hi, Jane. Hi, Bruno. Uh, I, I, I'm going to ask you guys a question. So which one of you would like to go first? <laughs> that means both of you get to do this. Share a little bit about how service work has deepened your own personal recovery. And that's my question. Uh, I, I'm Gene. I'll, I'll answer that. Uh, I, I don't like your question. Because <laughs> it, it, quali- it, it tends to quantify or qualify, you know, deepen my recovery. Um, it, I, I, I don't like to think about that. I, I know it stretched me in ways I never could have been challenged before. And, uh, that, uh, you know, I, I, first of all, I get to go to a lot of conventions. I get to hear a lot of real good speakers and other people challenging me with uh, their uh, different shares that they have to share about, you know, uh, everything we're talking about today. And, and so I just get continuously kind of fed more with uh, in-service work. Um, I get to listen more. I get to share more. Um, and, and all of that is just uh, like I was just counting on my fingers that when we did this European tour, I get to, got to tell my story 14 times, you know, in a month. I, I don't get to do that around here. <laughs> you know, it, it, it it's, uh, it's a powerful time to, thing to, to be of service. And it's unpredictable. I, I can't tell where, where who my higher power is going to speak through today, or or what the challenge is going to face me that day to deal with. But those promises, those not set promises, I can just I realize them every day. There, uh, I, I love service work. Anyway, I'm enjoying it. Thank you. That's what I got to say. Thanks, Gene. Yeah, I'm Bruno, and um, I kind of get back to what I was talking about before in terms of bringing my character defects with me where I go and uh, you know in a meeting it's very structured we've got our script you know nobody crosstalks um, you just listen and you just chat with people a little bit afterwards and you go on your way uh, you know and it, it's all very kind of safe um, but the minute you get into service you know then it gets more interactive and I and I bring my expectations and I bring my uh, character defects and um, uh, you know demands and and all of that um, my fears and um, you know then it's kind of more free form and that kind of stuff comes out and other people's character defects come out as well um, <laughs> so there is you know conflict sometimes um, but you know, those are, those are amazing learning opportunities. It's just like, it's training. It's a training day. It's a training opportunity. It's, it's, uh, you know, what better, better way and what better, what better people to kind of practice 
the new way of living and the new way of thinking and new, new, new approach to communication with people, et cetera, than with, uh, other recovering, um, uh, sexaholics. Um, one, one of the things I've, I like to, one of my care, I don't know if you want, it's kind of maybe a personality or a character defect is I always like to, if I've got a project, if I've got, if I'm involved with something and I've got a, you know, I like to kind of stack the deck. I like to set it up so that, you know, at the end of it, it's going to be successful. And I like to set my goals accordingly. Um, and I, I, I remember, uh, last couple of years, we were working on the, at the intergroup level and then we were working on developing bylaws and, you know, we got to get a lot more organized to get that together and got to have quorums. And I was like, man, we're not, we're, there's no way we're going to get enough GSRs, uh, meeting representatives to these meetings to get these bylaws updated and, and voted on. And I said, I, you know, I, here I, here I was, you know, I was kind of the, the leader, our intergroup chair wanted to set a high bar. And I'm like, no, let's set it lower so we can, uh, you know, in my own mind, so we can have, have success at the lower level. But, uh, the group wanted to go ahead with that higher level. And in response to my objections, he said, well, look, we're just going to put it in higher powers hands. We're going to put it in God's hands. That really took me back. And I was like, Bruno, what, you know, how come you're not trusting God in this, in this? He was making the right decision. And why not just uh, trust God with the outcome? What you know, that was a brilliant um, opportunity for me to to learn that lesson again um, in action. You know, just a very practical uh, way. So, um, just put yourself, uh, you know, no matter what it is, put yourself in the company, even if it's socializing. Maybe it's not related to to service as such, but just put yourself in the company of other. Um, People in recovery have longer-term sobriety than you do. We have good, good program. Just rub shoulders with them. You don't have to work the steps with them. Work that with your sponsor, but just socialize. And you know, every opportunity, you know, just get in, get yourself uh, connected to those people. Uh, I, I found for me that just has been so helpful. Um, and with that, I pass. <clears throat> right, I'm Harvey. I uh, I would also like to uh, perhaps comment on this a little bit. Um, for me, uh, working uh, after finishing the steps and, and uh, being able to do step 12 and try to work on that, um, as I think uh, you also mentioned, um, you know, a lot of my character defects and a lot of, uh, especially my codependency, really came to light uh, as I got sober from SNSA. I realized there was more work that I had to do. Uh, and I think that that was part of what I got out of out of service. For instance, I'll give you an example. When I first started working with a, my first sponsee, and uh, and he was relapsing. You know, he relapsed after whatever two, three weeks, four weeks, whatever it was, and uh, and I found myself, you know, crying in the corner, and uh, and feeling, you know, so so sad and so. And, and so so guilty and so shameful that I had a sponsee that couldn't stay sober. <laughs> you know? And then, uh, not that I not that I've grown up and become that I don't give a shit, uh, but I, but I had changed. You know, like I I realized that here I was this codependent, you know, people pleaser, and uh, and I realized that that was still something that I actually hadn't really worked on too much uh, in getting to step twelve. Um, 
and now that I was doing it and, and in all my work and service, there were so many opportunities to people please <laughs> or, or not to people please and to find uh, healthy boundaries uh, and things like that. And, and that's, again, something that now that I've got sobriety, now that I have recovery, it has allowed me the opportunity to work on some of my you know, emotional crap uh, that had a lot to do with with working with others and just being a good friend and just being a uh, you know part of a team. You know, I was never a team player. Uh, you know, it was either I was doing it on my own or I was pushing people around. Uh, you know, like the third step says. You know, the, you know, I was trying to run the show and uh, you know getting to step twelve and then finally finding the opportunity to do service and. And get involved at the uh, the IGO level, and now I'm starting to do some work at the uh, on the, at Nira uh, and in the in the larger region uh, because people who I don't know who pushed you guys, but somebody pushed me, uh, you know. So I'm starting to get involved, and when I get to five years, hopefully I'll be able to be do some trustee trustee work. I hope uh, if I can ever get into the country into the United States, which I'm still waiting on. Um, but yeah, so the, uh, the opportunities to, to, uh, find the, uh, the growth in our personalities in our humility, in our, in our work with our, our connection to our higher power, uh, those are tremendous. Those are really, really tremendous. And I think that when you get the, the essay, the, the lust out of the way, it just left me an opportunity to to really start to work on all of those things, which I couldn't do because I was I was such a sick puppy. Um, anyway, uh, I, I'll open it up. Does anybody have uh, any more to share? We're getting uh, close to the end of the hour. We've got another seven minutes or so, uh, but I'd like to hear from others. I feel like I'm on a phone meeting. (laughs) (laughs) Which was another example, (laughs) right? I used to, silence was a terrible thing, all right? I hated silence. Oh, my God, silence, you know? Oh, my God, I'm a loser, (laughs) right? Now I look at silence as an opportunity to, to meditate for a few seconds before somebody finally opens up. All right, guys, somebody open up. The sound of silence. Okay, Jacob. <laughs> this this is one of the people that I've taught not to be a glum lot. <laughs> you know, Steve, San Diego, you know, in addition to what we're talking about, one of the other ways to hit service is get on various committees. You know, whether it's the CFC committee, the literature committee, there's a lot of committees that if you write SACO, uh, find out there are trustee committees, there's probably a dozen or more of what you can get onto. And uh, it's really a good way. And then you get in meetings like this, whether they're either phone meetings and uh, if you don't like to uh, do person to person stuff or you can't travel to it, but you can be really uh, uh, be a participant in this program by getting into that. I have found getting on committees is also really a way to learn that tolerance and love is our code. <laughs> you know, I don't do committees well. I tend to want to be in charge of committees and I have to really work at standing back 
and letting other people uh, who happen to be the chair of that committee take over. But uh, so in both ways, having had the opportunity to share and also to just be a member of the committees, it's been good growth for me. And if you're not involved in committees, uh, that's a way to get into the 12 step work as well as sponsoring. And also I had to learn to sponsor when my first sponsor in another program got drunk. I, I called my sponsor. Hey, you were able to hear me. I said, what did I do wrong? And he said, what do you mean? Were you taking credit for his sobriety? If you are, you have to take credit for him getting drunk. I, said, well, I didn't get him drunk. He said, you didn't get him sober either. You just lead him to the water. And what he does after that is up to him. And am I sad if a sponsor goes out? Yes, but it's not my responsibility in that sense. So, uh, that's a lesson I had to learn. But again, there's all sorts of service other than what we've been talking about. Thanks. Hey, are you guys able to hear me? Yeah, yes. now we can hear you. Oh, you can? Yep. <laughs> hey. Hey, <laughs> this is Herman from San Diego. I just wanted to, I was trying to fix this thing this whole time and just wanted to just say thank you for you guys uh, having this meeting. It's been really cool for me here. Thank you. This is Todd. Hey guys, this is uh, Todd from from San Diego. Also, sorry, uh, we're just trying to get things wired up here. Can you hear me? Yes. Wow, how cool! Yeah, uh, thank you very much for setting this up. This is my first online meeting, and actually, I'm leading a meeting next Tuesday on Step Twelve. So, um, I really, really appreciate it. And there's something that you alluded to, um, and. I'm finding after a year, over a year of sobriety, God only took me about 15 years, but <laughs> I'm finding that the next level is that emotional sobriety and the, there, somebody mentioned the codependency. I don't know if you guys can allude a little bit more to that. We read in the 12 and 12 the other day in the morning meeting talking about, you know, codependency, trying to manipulate people, trying to control people. I don't know if you have any inputs on that being kind of elder statesman, but um, yeah, I'm just, I'm just realizing the more sober I am, the more I really have to work on. I mean, it's sobriety is just the beginning step of this program. So if you guys have any more input on that, I'd appreciate it. Thank you, Todd. Bruno, you want to speak on that? Codependency? Um, uh, in a minute or less. Yeah. I mean, <laughs> yeah, I, I like, I like, uh, you know, I like the affirmation validation. I, you know, I have an overdeveloped sense of, uh, of, of neediness in that regard. That's one of my character defects. Um, it, it, you know, it's like everything that we've worked on the first 11 steps, it all comes back to my relationship with my higher power. And am I really turning everything over, even the good stuff? I mean, you know, service is good stuff. Um, uh, um, you know, but, but turning that over, I, I was obsessing on the number of people registering for SIM because whatever that number was going to be, that was going to define my, my self-worth. Um, you know, I've got to turn that over. That's, that's God's territory. What, what I'll just do the work and, and leave the results to him. Um, so I had a codependency and, and, and all of that plays, plays into, uh, step 12 comes out as people were talking about those character defects. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I'll pass. Right. And we actually have to close up because, uh, 
We have two more guests coming in to take over for the next hour, and we're about a half a minute away from the end. I want to close with a paragraph from the Vision for You, second page, 152. Middle of the page, it says, yes, there is a substitute, and it is vastly more than that. It is a fellowship in Sexaholics Anonymous. There you will find release from care, boredom, and worry. Your imagination will be fired. Life will mean something at last. The most satisfactory years of your existence lie ahead. Thus we find the fellowship, and so will you. And I think that's, uh, I think that's the, the best part of, uh, of, of what we've gained here and what we've heard today. Um, I would like ask, to ask Jean to take us out with a prayer, if you can, quickly. Jean, you're muted. Yeah, let's let's pray a seven-step prayer on page one sixteen. Let's pray. My Creator, my Creator, now willing, now willing that you should have all of me, good and good bad. And bad. And that pray that you now remove from me every, every single defect of character which stands in the way, way of my, my usefulness, usefulness to you and my fellows. Grant me strength, grant me strength as I go out to do your bidding. Do your bidding. Do your bidding. Thank you, guys. Thanks, Harvey. Thank you.